You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode three of season four of Heart and Soul. Happy New Year for those of you who are just now tuning in. Um, in January, I am joined by Rebecca Biggie, who is a body confidence coach, um, podcast host of Confidently She, author of a future book coming out in June called The Social Currency, um, and the creator of The Body Image Solution. And I'm really pumped to get to know her today and for all of you too as well. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for having me, Catherine. I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah. Yeah, Rebecca's joining me all the way from um, California, the West Coast, and it's yeah. like 8 a.m. where she is. Right and early, Monday morning, right back to it. Here we go. <laughs> Happy Monday. Yes. <laughs> I um I always feel bad when I'm like booking guests and I put like 11 a.m. EST and then I find out that they're on like a different coast. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so early. Like you probably it's still so like have that wake up like voice where you kind of sound like a man still, but you know, we're going to, we're going to get, it yeah. Back. I mean, I always kind of sound like a man. That's just kind of my register. So, <laughs> well, then you're like right in your lane. Exactly. Exactly. It's why I booked it at this time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, well, I started my podcast journey a few years ago, just recording episodes about things that I had learned. And I was like, I think that someone, someone would benefit from hearing this story or, or hearing this perspective, because I just found out about this, or I just started seeing my body this way, or I just started realizing that, you know, these certain cultural conditionings that I had were influencing how I measured my, my self-worth. And, and I think that other people should know about this. So I started that back in 2017. Um, and, and it kind of grew from there into people reaching out and being like, Hey, like, I really, I've never heard someone talk about body image the way that you do. Um, very like smart, um, and, and like actionable, but also funny and just kind of like lighthearted, like, yeah, well, this is the way it is. Um, and, and so people started reaching out and asking more questions and I developed, um, like a coaching program and online courses and things like that to go a little more, more in depth of like how I actually transformed the relationship I had with my body. And then that grew into wanting to write a book about just how, how culture and society judges everyone, not just women and not just bodies, but how we judge everyone and how, no matter who you are, no matter what you what you have going for you or going against you, there are always these social constructs and, and, and mechanisms that can make you feel inadequate if you allow them to. Yeah. So that's what the book is about. It's called social currency coming out in June. Um, and, and through that, that journey, I also moved out to LA. So I'm from Minnesota originally, um, loving oh, it out a, here. That is a move. Yes. Yes. That was crazy. And I did that in May of 2020. So like the, the craziest time in the world to move to a place like LA, I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to do it. Um, so when you moved where you're like, okay, everything shut down. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew that I knew it was going to be like that going in. So I had decided to move in February of 2020 before everything, you know, before the world changed. Mm-hmm. And then my lease was up in May and I was like, well, 
I got to go somewhere. Like, and, and I, I really wanted to go. I was like, listen, I am so over the Midwest. I would rather die in California than live in Minnesota at this point. That's what I said to my mom. That is so good. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I would rather die there than live here because, you know, winter was going to be coming. Winter and I'm like, I can't coming. be quarantined. Winter is coming. Yes. It's a real thing. Like it is scary there. And I'm like, I cannot quarantine in the winter in Minnesota. I will lose my mind. So um, yeah, I actually, I drove out to, to California from Minnesota, uh, didn't know anyone here and just kind of figured it out and, and made my way. And that's an, one thing that like, I, I don't think I would have had the confidence to do that if I hadn't done all this work on just like figuring out where it is that I get my worth and my identity and how I value myself and just realizing like, you know, it's going to be okay. Like you can rely on yourself to just figure things out. Yeah. Um, cause you never know what's going to happen in life and you can either make that like, let that make you afraid or let that make you excited. Like, Ooh, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. So let's just, let's just see. And then sometimes it can be really great. So that's great. Do you love LA or are you still kind of like, ah, I don't know. I, I love a lot of things about LA, but LA is a hard place to live. Like, um, it's just the, the culture is so, so focused on, you know, external things. Mm. And even if you personally don't value those things, when you're in that culture and that environment, it, it can start to be a pressure of like, oh my God, everyone here is beautiful, even though everyone here has, you know, like a fake face and, and like, they, like they bought their beauty for the most part, or it's like, yeah, they're really thin because they, they have an eating disorder. Um, and, you know, and so it's like, eh, these things can still get in your head. Um, as far as just like, Oh, do I need to look like that? Or do I need to have that car? Do I need to do this? And it's just like, no, no, you're good. You just need to, to do you. And, um, yeah. Focus on, focus on yourself and what you actually value. Oh, I'm but sure. I do love it. Like LA is great. Yeah. I'm sure that the comparison there is really thick though. When I started healing from my eating disorder in 2014, I moved away from a big city to like a smaller mm. area because I wanted to heal. So yeah, I like did the reverse of that where you kind of probably moved to like a more like subdued area when it comes to, I mean, there's body image issues everywhere, but like right. for it to be magnified on that level where like everyone you see, there's like, it's almost like I imagine LA to be like walking down the street and you're just like walking down an Instagram feed. <laughs> like you're just like, comparing yeah. yourself. <laughs> but it's also funny because then you see like the actual like Instagram, it's like, you just see people like doing their pictures and then like editing them and then like doing, and it's just like, oh, they actually don't look like that. Or, yeah. oh, it actually wasn't that, that it didn't look like that that day, but they made it look like that because of, you know, editing. And so it's, it's a little bit like, huh, you know, these people aren't as they seem online. Right. Um, but also it's during COVID. So, so you walk down the street, like when I first got here, there was like nobody anywhere. So it was a very strange time to move to LA. Um, but with that, it's like, there are so many people here that you can meet who are just like, so talented mm -hmm. doing so many different things. Like the, the opportunities you have to like, just like get involved in these different, like creative projects. It's like, nowhere else can you just like jump into things and be like, Oh, guess who I met? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to be doing this. Like me and my roommate, 
met this like music producer and we decided to make a parody song um of party in the usa to like make fun of this breakup that she was going through we called it losers in the usa and it's hilarious and (laughs) and and like how do you just you i would never be able to do that in minnesota there's no one making music there but it's it's great and like we released the song and it's just like we listen to it and it's it's amazing (laughs) it's like a studio it's like studio produced yes incredible yes That is amazing. Wait, what's drop your favorite line from your favorite lyric from the song? Oh, so there's so it's about this guy who she went on a couple dates with, um, and she found out that he was like following all these like Instagram models, Mm -hmm. right? And like Mm -hmm. liking all their pictures and like commenting all these like fire emojis and all that like gross stuff. And she was like, ew. Um, and so one of the one of the parts was like after she like broke up with him we were like, um, like you're still, you're still scrolling away. Like, you know, like I'm moving on and I'm good, but you're just still scrolling away. (laughs) That's what's up. Y'all are like, um, mirroring the talent of Taylor Swift. You, you've got, (laughs) yeah, just a funny Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Funny Taylor Swift. That's yeah. It's so great. It's so great. Last LA question before we like get to know you deeper, but mm-hmm. have you had any celebrities? <laughs> yes. Who? <laughs> I met Miley Cyrus. Shut up. I did. Yeah. What was it? What was she like? And what, what was the scenario? Walk me through it. Oh God. Um, I was, I was in, I was in the studio and um, she was also there recording and wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you were recording a parody of her song and she just casually drops into the same studio. This actually, so this actually happened like a year later. So we did this song, um, in 2020 and then it was actually on my birthday. I was with a friend who like does music. Right. So he was like, come by the studio and then we'll like go to dinner or whatever it was. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting there and he's like, yeah, one of the artists is, is in there. Um, one of the artists. Yeah. And I, he's like, it's Miley Cyrus. I'm like, no way. I'm like, I did that song. And he's like, yeah, I know. I was like, oh my God. Um, so, you know, it was just one of those things that, you know, she was walking in or walking out and it was just like, oh, hi, you know, I'm Rebecca. And and on we went. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the thing is though, again, it's like, she's just a person. Yeah. Like she walked in, she was talking about her day, you know, and, and you just got into it. So, so it's like everybody that, you know, you kind of think like, oh, wow. Or like these places that you think, oh, wow. It's like, well, yeah, but it's, it's all kind of the same and it yeah. kind of loses its, um, not that it wasn't cool. I mean, it was cool, but, it, but it's also just like, yeah, but yeah. then life goes on and yeah, man, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's um, crazy. What is your, let's get back into um, your story. What is your history with your relationship with your body? Um, yeah. How did you get to kind of like, I guess to, to where you are today, to where you wanted to rewrite the narrative and flip the script? Yeah. Well, so growing up, I didn't think that I had a a body image problem um, because people generally liked the way that I look 
Um, I liked the way that I looked Mm -hmm. and I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. But what I realized, um, once I got into, I got into a relationship with a narcissist in college Mm -hmm. and he like really influenced the way I saw myself and made me feel like I had to like earn his approval and his, um, affection and, like proving to, to him that I was like good enough for him. Yeah. Which was crazy because I was way out of his league. Like looking back, I'm like disgusting. <laughs> like, you're like, uh, I am good enough. Yeah. 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 Like mm, that's crazy. So, so I, he, he influenced my thinking so much that once I got out of that relationship, I was just like, I don't even recognize the thoughts that are in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, how, where did these come from? Like, and the, I realized these are things that he would say to me. These are things that he would make me feel. And I never wanted to, to allow myself to have that experience again. I was like, I, I don't want anyone to have this type of control over me. Like that was really uh, scary. Yeah. And, and I was like, how was someone able to, to do that so quickly? We only dated for eight months. How was this guy able to like get in there and really, really shape, um, who I saw myself to be. Mm -hmm. And I realized that it's because I held so tightly the opinions of others. And if someone didn't think that I was this, this person who's like cute and, and thin and, and sexy and whatever, then I had to make sure that they saw me that way. And that was like my goal that it's like, well, this is who I am and I have to be that. And if someone doesn't agree, I got to change their mind. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's really not okay. Like you are putting all of your identity, all of your worth into this one thing. And so far it has worked. Like so far it's worked out because everybody was like, yeah, you are cute. Yeah, you are whatever. And, and it was fine. But I was like, you know, your body's going to change everybody's getting older. Like, yeah, right now you're like 22 or whatever it was at the time, but like, Hmm, I was an economics major and I was like, Oh, like my body is actually like a depreciating asset. Like over time, the, the worth, the cultural worth of my body is going to go down. I'm like, so if I invest, this is how I thought as like a 22 year old, like, I don't know like this. I'm like, wow, that was pretty deep. But I'm like, if I keep investing all my time and energy attention into the way that I look like, that's just a losing battle. You will never win that fight. It's true. Yes. Yes. And so I was like, oh my God, I have to find. And and I'm like, okay, so then Rebecca, if your worth isn't in your body, then where, where is it? How, how are you going to, to value yourself? Because as women in, in our culture, that's how you're valued for the, for the, vast majority it's people are talking about your body people talking about the way you look and your attractiveness to men is how how you are valued so what what are you going to how are you going to do it you know and and i had to figure that out of like okay what actually is valuable um and and a lot of that is discussed in in the book but clearly you know you, i turned to you know what is it about me that makes me uh, different from other people. And rather than seeing those differences as something that I need to hide or fix or change, what if those were intentionally given to me to set me apart, to make me 
irreplaceable. Mm. Um, and, and kind of expanding from there. So like with actually the body image part of it, um, after this relationship, like I felt like I wasn't feminine because I don't have like really big boobs. Right. Mm -hmm. So this guy was like, oh, I like, I like women who are more like curvy and whatever. And then afterwards I was like, well, then why was he with me? Like, you can like whatever you want to like, but then don't try to turn me into that. Go find that. Like, like you, there's a lot of that out there. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, and, and so I had to realize like, you know, the way that your body is naturally shaped, um, there's not a whole lot you can do about that unless you want to get like surgery and do all that stuff. Um, but what if, what if the way that your body is shaped is feminine because you are a woman, right? Then what would that look like? How would, how would you feel about that? How would you then dress? So I stopped wearing like push up bras, stopped doing all of that switch to either. Like I don't wear bras or I just wear like little bralettes, little like lace kind of things. And I'm like, I feel sexier now than I ever did when I was trying to like, make my body look a certain way um, or anything like that. So it's just little things like that, like whatever it is for, for your specific body that you're like, oh, this is the thing that's preventing me from being attractive. It's like, well, well, what if, what if that wasn't preventing you? What if that was giving you a unique opportunity to express like beauty and whatever in like a completely different way? Yeah. So that's what I work with clients on. Yeah. I love, I love that perspective. I, um, I was reading your website this week and I saw, it was like, what makes you feel sexy or something? And you said crop tops. Yes. I I just thought, I know that's so simple, like, Oh, crop tops. But like, that's one thing that I like totally would hide from because I didn't love the way that I looked, or I thought that I had to look like this in order to wear a crop top. Mm. And when I started, that was kind of like a breakthrough moment for me was when I started wearing like, um, high, like my high-waisted leggings with just a sports bra to the gym and like yes. not trying to cover up. And I was like, okay, like I'm still doing, I'm still doing the exact same workout, but I'm, I'm losing this pressure that I've been putting on myself because I'm realizing that nobody else cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No one's looking at you though, how much you think they are, you know, like everyone's so focused on themselves that like, they're not paying attention to you. Exactly. And I like what you said about like finding or like kind of rewriting the narrative on, on these parts of your body that maybe you hid or tried to change and instead seeing them as, as gifts. Like I, um, my business is called soul fitness, um, hence heart and soul. And I'm a, I'm a fitness coach for women, but we focus on, um, like loving the skin that you're in celebrating your body through exercise instead of punishing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the reasons people ask why I picked the word soul S O L E and, and like, yeah, soul of your shoe, that's great and everything. And that's like a cool little like, oh, it's ironic. Um, but I picked it because when I Googled soul, S-O-L-E, one of the um, synonyms for it was matchless. And that, um, and mm. I wanted, I wanted the women, like every single individual woman who experienced soul to feel matchless. Like I am a one of a kind. There is mm-hmm. no one else designed like me. Yep. Um, it's kind of like, like a, a car, for instance, like 
you go to like the Tesla dealership, every single Tesla is like the exact same. Well, like I want every woman to feel like a custom product, you know, like you were customly created in the way that you are for a purpose. And so what you see, what you have seen for your, most of your life as flaws are actually gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you just change that, I mean, easier said than done, but if you just change that perspective in your brain, which is a rewiring and a daily practice, then like the, the confidence that comes on the other side of that, not just in, in body image, but like in everything else. Oh, in everything is insane. Right. Well, because you're like, what I say is like, you know, your body goes with you everywhere. Yeah. You can't do something without your body. So if you feel self-conscious in your body, that's going to go through whatever it is you're trying to do, you know, like, and, and that's going to hold you back in certain ways that maybe you don't even understand it's, it's holding you back. And since I've become more comfortable and well, very confident in who I am and, and whatever, I don't, I don't, it's not even about my body much anymore. Cause I don't think about it. Like, yeah. I don't think about my body and that frees up so much mental space to like do everything else in my life, like yeah. to write a book, to move to LA. I recently started doing stand up comedy here and just like, yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I want to do this. And so I did. And I've started doing it. And, and it's just like, oh it is God. terrifying to get up in front of a crowd and, and be on a mic and have to like be funny. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, I'm doing it and I do not care. I'm like, I don't care if these people laugh. I don't care what they think. I am just like, what, what a, what a gift to be able to just like go up here and be like, Hey, I'm going to talk for five minutes. Yeah. And, and like, I'm comfortable in my body and people have come up to me and been like, that was so good. Like, Oh my God. Like how long have you been doing comedy? I'm like, that was my first set. They're like, what? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that was the first time. And they're like, that they're like, what is going on? So, so it's like, you just, you expand into more of who you are and then you're more comfortable. And then people receive that comfortable, confident energy. And then they, and it's just like, uh, it, it just goes through everything that you do. So like, would I have ever thought that my body image, um, getting really comfortable in my skin and really confident in my body is going to help me, uh, do stand-up comedy absolutely not. I never would have thought that, you know, four years ago, but it just opens you up to, to trusting in yourself, to being more comfortable in who you are. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we get it in our head that it's like, oh, okay. So if I'm just supposed to, to see my flaws as, as like a gift, sometimes it's, it's like, well, maybe not all of them, you know, like, like I don't see my, my cellulite on my legs as a gift. What I do is like, I just no longer think about it, but I see my, my birthmark. I have a big red birthmark right under one of my boobs, which I thought was real cute growing up. Um, I see that as a gift now. Cause I'm like, this is like a, like a natural, like tattoo kind of thing on my body. Like nobody has this yeah. and, and your gifts, when you start out, don't feel like like gifts, you know, like most people will be like, Oh my God, I want to get this birthmark removed It is not sexy. It is not cool, but I love wearing crop tops. I, you can see the, the birthmark when I wear it. And it's just kind of like, yeah, there's this like interesting part about my body. I used to hate it, but now after looking at it through this new perspective, 
I truly see it differently. And it's like, you know, the, the, um, Madonna, right. With like the, her like gap tooth or whatever. Um, she probably didn't, um, love that growing up. Right. That wasn't something that she would have chosen to be like, yeah, this is what's going to make me an icon. Yeah. But that's what made her an icon Mm -hmm. because she didn't have, you know, like the perfect teeth or whatever. She kind of had this like look and it's like, yeah, what makes you different is what makes you different. And unless you want to be a carbon copy of all these people, like, yeah, you have to, you have to keep your, your imperfections and, and, and work with it. So, and and that's so true. And the people who usually have like, like just going back to the Madonna comparison, like people who have a, I'm using air quotes flaw as in the world, like a gap tooth. Um, but they, if they are a confident person, you don't see it. You don't see, you don't see the flaw. So it's like, you exhibit this, like, I guess confidence and, um, you almost stand taller and like more proud, uh, as a person. And like those little things don't really, right. I don't know if right. I even worded that right, but it made sense in my head, but do you know what I mean? No, I know. What you, I know exactly what you mean because what, what the energy you're bringing to the room is bigger than your gap tooth. Yeah. And yes. also if you're not paying attention to your birthmark or whatever, cause this is what I noticed. Um, the more self-conscious I was of this birthmark, the more people asked about it. Yes. Once I was like, you know what? You're going to stop thinking about this. This is not like, no, no one asks about it. Yeah. Um, sometimes people do like, one day, so I was getting my, um, my, uh, vaccine and huh. I was wearing a, I was wearing a crop top and I was going into the CVS or whatever. And, um, the pharmacist sits me down and he asked me, he's like, did you get into a car accident recently? <laughs> and I, the, the look on my face, I was like, why am I not able to get the second dose. If I have been in a car accident, yeah, like, like, why are you like, asking this? Like, like I'm so confused. I was just like, no. And, and he's like, oh, just because like, it looks like you have this like bruise on I mean, your, the fact right. that he went straight to car accident. Car accident. I was like, oh, that's my birthmark. But no, I was not in a car accident. Like what exactly? It's like, how is that the thing that your brain went to? It's like, oh, well, clearly. Oh, yeah. oh, birthmark, definitely car accident. Car accident. I'm like, and it, like, I get it. It kind of looks like a bruise, but like, it was so strange. So yeah. sometimes people will comment on it, but then not in like normal ways. Like that was yeah. a very strange thing. Um, but, and, and, and even so when he did say that I didn't, I wasn't overcome with like shame of like, Oh my God. Like he noticed, he saw, I was just like, that's my birthmark. Um, and it was, it was not a big deal, but before when I was self-conscious of it, it was just like, it, it carried a lot of energy because I was putting attention onto it. Yeah. But now it doesn't. That's like, so true. I mean, when you are self-conscious about something, it takes up so much real estate in your brain that you one, don't have the capacity to think about anything else or to creatively go anywhere else. And then two, when someone comments on it, it, 
it takes up this much real estate. You can't see my hands because it's a podcast, but <laughs> and then it goes to the entire head, like, right. yes. you know, it just like consumes you. But when you stop giving it that type of ownership, then when someone makes a comment that could lead to shame, you're just like, all right, that doesn't even have like any real estate in my brain. So we're just done. Right. Right. It's easier to move on because you weren't thinking about it to begin with. And of course, this is a, you know, this is a process and this is why we have programs and, and coaching and, you know, it's, it's not something that you can just like flip off in your brain. Um, so if, you know, anyone listening is like, okay, like I want to do that, but like how, yeah, like that's the process and that's the, that's, that's like the, the work, but it, once you get on the other side of it, it's just like, I can't believe I used to walk around caring if someone saw this birthmark. I can't believe I would sit there and think of all the ways that I could hide it or different ways that I could get it removed. Like all the brain space, like you said, that it took up, like, what if, you know, what if someone sees it or how do I get rid of it or how do I hide it? Like that was such a, such a waste of energy that again, culturally, culture told me that this is something that was wrong Mm -hmm. with my body, but it's like, it's not hurting anything. (laughs) And, and through the work, like you can, you can really develop that confidence around it. And now it's like, this is the thing that makes me irreplaceable. Like this is the thing that makes, that makes me iconic. Like, you know, if I blow up and get famous, they're going to be like, oh yeah. Rebecca with the birthmark. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that is your gap tooth, your birthmark. Right. That is my gap tooth. (laughs) Um, I'm glad that you said that it's not something you just wake up with and have confidence. I mean, I think oftentimes, especially if we're just like scrolling on Instagram or we follow like a lot of body confidence, confident people, then we just assume they just woke up one day and they were like, oh, well, aha, I'm free. And that's just not the case. The people that you're seeing who feel confident enough to share what they're sharing on Instagram or on the internet, or when you, someone you see in your everyday life, like they have done the hard work and something that I noticed on your, um, with your confidence coaching, as you said, like it, confidence is a skill that you learn in practice. And I just wholeheartedly believe that it's a practice. Mm -hmm. So what are some, um, what are your like top tangible ways that you can practice confidence in your daily life? Hmm. Well, I think it changes. It changes depends, depending on what stage you're at. Yeah. So at the, because right now I'm at a stage where it's like my daily confidence practices are like very different, you know, and it wouldn't be helpful for someone who is just starting out yeah. because it's, because it's almost like, wait, I don't understand. You know, like it's like with learning any subject, you need to know the basics before the more advanced things are even going to make any sense to you. So if we're talking about the basics, the thing that I, the thing that I tell people to get started with the most is learn how to graciously accept a compliment. Yeah. that's Because yes, because if you can't believe the good things that someone is trying to say about you, you are never going to have good things going through your own mind mm-hmm. about yourself that you will believe. And so working through the, the compliment thing is, is big. Yeah. And so if you're someone who like deflects compliments, ask yourself, like, why is it that when someone compliments me, I disagree with them? Like, 
Like, do I think that they're lying? Do I think that, you know, like, like dig into that a little bit. Um, or like what I would do with compliments, I would just like, um, compliment them right back the boomerang, right. That it's like, Oh, girl, your hair looks great. Oh, thanks. I love your shirt. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't want, yeah. I'd like no attention on me, please. Let's just deflect it onto someone else and then move on. Cause that made me uncomfortable. And it's like, okay, why did it make you uncomfortable? Why, why can't you just sit with that? Like, okay, she thinks that my hair looks good. Yeah. Or if you're like craving compliments, like, oh my gosh, no one has complimented my dress yet. No one has complimented my dress yet. It's like, why do you think that someone needs to validate your choices in order for them to be correct? Right. And, and really like digging into that. Um, and then practicing, like accepting compliments by just saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of my favorites. And I actually, I have, um, I have like a compliment guide in one of my programs. That's literally like, this is what you say <laughs> when you accept a compliment. Um, and, and, uh, like if you're working on a project like my book, right. Oh, that's amazing that you're writing a book. Yes. I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I thank you. I'm excited to see how it turns out because yeah. sometimes saying just thank you alone can be a little like, like. Okay. You know, now there's nowhere left to go in the conversation or it's a little like closing off, but if you kind of have, you know, something else to kind of go off of with it, it can help ease the conversation back into whatever it was, but compliments are such a telling sign of where your confidence is at. Um, so that's, that's a big one. It's so telling. One thing that I, um, used to do and kind of still do sometimes with compliments is like, if someone's like, Oh, I really like your shirt. I'm like, thanks. I borrowed it. Like, it's not mine. You know, like I don't take any ownership over the fact that like, maybe I made this good choice. Mm. And, and that's like another way of just, well, it's another, another way to show insecurity. But I think that if you were just to own it and if I were just to own it in that situation, be like, thanks, like really glad I wore it today. Or I don't know. Right. Or it's yeah. super comfortable too. It's not just cute or I don't know something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's, I'm definitely going to take that and run with it. Um, when it comes to receiving compliments, that is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. This is the last, there's one story that I was reading in your bio that I really loved. And I kind of want you to expand upon it. Um, and it was, you judged the Miss California Mm -hmm. or you were one of the judges for Miss California. And there was was a specific, uh, story that happened with the swimsuit competition. Yes. Can you tell? Of course. About that. Of course. So yeah, I moved to California, moved to LA in May of 2020. And in August of 2020, I was invited to be one of the judges for the Miss California pageant. And I was like, Okay. Okay. Because again, this is like people that you meet, right? I was at like this 4th of July party or something and and met someone who was the whatever for this. And then they're like, Oh, you do body image stuff. Like we're, I'm, I'm supposed to get the judges for, um, for the Miss California pageant. Would you want to do it? And at first I was like, "Mm, I don't think so. Like, I, I don't think that that's like aligned with what I do. Like, yeah. you know, like, like I understand that, um, you know, these women would benefit from a lot of what I talk about. Right. Um, but I'm like, I don't know if this is aligned with my values. I have to think about this. And so because of the swimsuit competition, mostly I was like, 
are we really still doing this? Like, like this is, it is 2020. Um, but I was like, okay, you have an opportunity to make a point here. Um, and so I said, yes, I would, I would love to participate. Um, and, and I, I made this decision beforehand before the pageant, I was like, okay, what are you going to do about the swimsuit competition? Um, and, and through the, like the judging of like the interviews and, um, learning about these women and what they're actually doing, I gained so much respect for these, these individual women, um, and, and this platform for them to be recognized for the things that they're doing. Some of these women are like, 19, 20, they have like started charities. They, yeah. they have started these like foundations for like organ tissue donation. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have done nothing with my life. Again, like, like the, the comparison of just like, oh my God, I haven't even done like a fraction of this stuff. And I thought that I was, you know, killing it. Um, but you know, quickly was like, you're on your own path. Everything is fine. Um, but so the, the, I, I gained a lot of respect for these women. I was like, wow, they're actually really impressive. And there's so much more than, you know, than the swimsuit competition. And so when I, when we got to the, the judging of the swimsuit, swimsuit competition, I was like, okay, um, you scored them from one to 10 and literally every single person who completed the task of walking across the stage in high heels and a swimsuit, I gave a 10 out of 10 as my score because I'm like, you know, it takes, it's part of the competition. You have to do it. I get that. Um, but I, I I stand by like you, yeah, you, you completed the task 10 out of 10, you put your body in a swimsuit and, and you walked in front of people, um, on a stage. So that's, that's how I judged that portion of it. Um, I because I knew, that. yeah, I was like, I cannot, I cannot in my soul judge someone based on what their, their body looks like. I won't, and I can't, <laughs> so I, I didn't. <laughs> I love that because it's, it's such a good statement, you know, and we can do like, we could spend so much time trying to like, you know, guard ourselves or stay away from like certain life scenarios and that like might feel, I don't know um, triggering for us, or we could like go in at balls to the wall and like really make a statement, you know, yeah. and kind of rewrite how people think about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure even, even contestants and especially the other judges, as they're seeing you do this, they're probably like, like they, something woke up inside them that day. You know, that's a statement yeah. is rarely made, especially at a beauty pageant. Um, but just like in our world today. So like be Mm -hmm. the person who like makes the statement, even if it feels uncomfy, right. It's so worth it in the end. I love that you did that. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, how do I, how do I do this and remain, you know, aligned with, with what I believe. And then that came to me. I was like, Oh, like, what if you just give everyone a 10, like they can't stop you. Like you're already a judge. What are they going to do? Kick you out? No, like <laughs> it's fine. Exactly. Um, so no, it was great. And and the the girl who who won Miss California, there was again. It's like there was something about her confidence. There was something about her just like presence. Um, I talked to her afterwards, and she was like, "I have been listening to your podcast, and your like episodes helped me so much prepare for this." And I was just like, "What?" Okay. 
Um, I mean, like, I'm not surprised, but like, I'm flattered. Um, and, and I was like, listen, Tiffany, you, you have it. Like you've got that intangible thing. Like you can, I could sense it. I'm like, I knew you were going to win partially because you were my top choice, but also like, I just, I knew it. And I'm like, and you can go on and win like Miss USA. Like you, you will, if you do what you did today. Mm. And so I've kept in touch with her as she went on to nationals and that girl won Miss USA. Uh She won. Yes. Yes. Oh she won. My God, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. uh, I mean, that's a really good point too. The most beautiful parts about us are intangible. Like, yes, they can't be like necessarily like t- there can't be like a picture taken of it. It's just exactly tangible, like energy mm-hmm. uh, spirit that we portray in our confidence. So man, I love that. Um, yeah. and go miss USA. Okay. I, know. I have, um, four questions that I ask every guest at the end of the podcast and I didn't prep you for them on purpose. Mm. So, um, I'm going to ask you those right now before you're okay. Okay. Um, first question is what is something that you are currently obsessed with right now? Like can't get enough of, it could be a TV <laughs> show. It could be a food, could be, okay. a book. I've, I've got it. <laughs> No hesitation. <laughs> I know I've got the answer. Um, so I'm currently obsessed with Tom Holland. Oh, in Spider Man. No, just him in Spider Man. Um, well, and, like the, the relationship is very cute, and I like that too. But like, I I just started. So I thought that these new Spider Man movies were like like just remakes of like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, which I had seen. And so I was like, I don't, I'm not going to watch these Spider-Man movies. Like I've already seen them. And everyone's like, no, it's a new story. Like, it's not just like a remake. And I was like, oh, so last week, I'm not kidding. Last week I was like, all right, let me like dive into this a little bit. I, I watched both of the Spider-Man movies with him in it in like two days. And then I want to go see the, the new one, like no way home or whatever it is. Um, and I'm just like, this guy is so like, I just love him. Not even in like a, Oh, I have a crush, but it's like, I just love you. (laughs) Like, like not even in that way, but like, I'm obsessed with like, like whatever. And then random, I, um, I'm, I was touring an apartment the other day and this guy who was showing me the apartment, he was wearing a mask. Right. But I'm like, this guy could be Tom Holland. Like, like he, the way that, I mean, obviously it wasn't, but like the, the way that he, yes, yes. I was just like looking at his eyes and, and I'm just like this guy, he, like his facial structure. Like if he pulled this, this mask down, I, he, it could be him. Like, it was so crazy. Even like the way that he talked and it moved and everything. I was just like, all right, I'm telling myself that this guy is Tom Holland and he's joining like, this apartment. Yeah. Let's go see five eleven. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, and we're dating now. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to be like best friends. I've got his phone number. You know, we text. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So Tom Holland, I'm a big fan. Um, And and those Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I can't wait to see the new one. I'm obsessed with him and Zendaya together. I love like, I love that he's so much shorter than her. I love that too. I love that he's British, but he like, I don't know. I just love, I love them all together. Yeah. Um, So do I. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question is what is something that you're really excited for in 2022? My book being published. Oh my God. Dream come true. I can't believe it. And I can't believe it's finally finished. That was I, difficult. 
Like it stresses me out to write a Instagram caption. I cannot <laughs> an entire book. That is amazing. It's hard. Like yeah. I'm not even, like before I went into it, I was like, I'm a good writer. This will be, this will be like easier for me. And maybe it was easier for me, but it was very difficult. Like there's no two ways about it. It was hard. Um, yeah. So can't wait. It's, but it's amazing. Like I'm like, okay, I'm really proud of this. Like, this is such a great book. It's like funny, um, but it's also smart and you like learn a lot and there's like actionable things. Oof, I can't wait. I can't I'm wait for people excited. to read it. And it. It comes out this summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Next question is what is something that you really love about yourself? I love my ability to not let the hard things in life make me hard mm. and cold. Mm, that's good. Like my ability to like not be jaded, to keep to keep myself open and like still open myself up to like vulnerability even though I've been hurt a million times and just like use that to make me stronger in a way that's not closed off but like open. Yeah. I no one's ever answered like that. I love that answer. Thank that's you. So good. Okay. <laughs> Last question. If you could leave our listeners, which is 99.9999% women with, um, one little nugget of truth to land on today, what would that be? You are so much more than your body. Yeah. Like, even if you like the way you look, you're just so much more than that. That's the least interesting part of who you are. And until you believe that, Like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to find all those interesting parts of you. But once you start looking for them and really show them to people and show them to yourself, you'll look back and be like, I can't believe I used to just judge myself based on my freaking like arms and legs. Like what? So, so you're just so much more than that. And whether you like it or don't, you are more. Amen, girl. Um, okay. Let the listeners know the best place they can, um, find you. And then I'll put all your links in the show notes. If y'all want to learn more about Rebecca. Yeah. So Instagram is the best way to start obviously, because then there's like the links and all of that in there. So I'm at Rebecca Biggie and you can take a, a free quiz. It's called the body confidence quiz at bodyconfidencequiz.com. And that places you on like what, what I said before the, the stage you're at, and then aligns you with like things to do for where you're at in your body image journey. So it's like, if you're at the very beginning, you get the beginning stages and the beginning steps, but if you're kind of in the middle, it'll align you with like more advanced things that you could do to grow your confidence and and things like that. So it's like tailored to where you're at. It's a free quiz. It's amazing. Um, you can find that in my Instagram bio or just go to bodyconfidencequiz.com. That's awesome. I'm going to do that after we hang up. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Rebecca, thank you so much for hopping on. It was so fun getting to know you and I'm really excited to dive into your journey. Yeah. Thanks, Catherine. It was great talking with you. Awesome listeners. Well, I will talk to you next week with a special Q and a episode. If you have any questions for that, go ahead and email me at heart and soul S O L E podcast at gmail.com. Bye everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Whoa!